Last week, Sunday, we brought a message titled, Encourage Yourself in the Lord, right? Yesterday, by the grace of God, the Lord put on my heart, just before we started the Saturday prayer breakfast, I heard it clearly. He said, deal with health. And I like one thing about God. When he talks, at the same time, he will assemble the needed scriptures. That is the way he communicates with me. The moment he says something, the scriptures will... So, as he said, deal with health, as if they had assembled scriptures from wherever. It's just forming my spirit. And we couldn't exhaust all of them. So, during the concluding moments of the Saturday prayer breakfast, I did say that we will look at an aspect which is not only related to health, but also to the general wellness and well-being of every one of us. And that has to do with God giving his beloved sleep. You know when you sleep, sleep is a form of therapy. It's a form of um, getting health and wellness. If there is any human being who does not sleep, what will happen is that you accumulate a lot of stress in your body. And that stress can accumulate toxins in your body cells. And those toxins can cause what the scientists call oxidative stress. Oxidative stress is like when your body cells are being suffocated. Okay? If I hold your nostrils right now and, I, and you are being suffocated, do you know how it feels? You feel like you are dying. Is that not so? That's what happens to us when stress builds up in our body. They cause oxidative stress and that's what brings ill health. Because the oxidative stress will end up depleting your body cells of the natural minerals that make up your body. And then that brings ill health. But thank God, I found out from the scriptures that God gives his beloved sleep. And I realized that this sleep is not ordinary sleep. Because there are some people who sleep, but they do not sleep. Can I say that again? There are some people who sleep, but they do not sleep. I actually spoke with one woman like that yesterday. She said she slept from 9.30 p.m. and by 5 a.m. the next morning her eyes were still open. But he gives his beloved sleep. Hallelujah. Can you turn your Bibles with me to Psalm 127? God gives his beloved sleep. That is the title of today's exhortation. Let's make it an exhortation because I don't intend to teach for long so we can pray and call it a day and prepare for a wonderful week this week. Hallelujah. Remember, better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. Meaning that as this month closes this week, up to the weekend, is that not so? Oh my God. Please expect better things to happen to you. Expect wonderful things to happen to you. If you have expectation in the Lord, Bible says, surely there is an end and your expectations shall not be cut off. So if you have expectation in the Lord, keep holding on to it because it's coming. It will materialize in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In Psalm 127, I will read the first two verses and I will encourage anybody who trusts the Lord for miracles to continue into verse 3, 4, and 5 because God wants to give the fruit of the womb also during this season. Hallelujah. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor 
in vain. Who build it? Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Think about it. What God is saying to you and me here is that it's not by might. It's not by power. If the Lord is not involved with you, there is no amount of effort that can yield peace and rest to the human soul. Look at verse 2. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. Before I read the next line, is God condemning hard work? No. Is God saying that sleep and sleep and sleep? I said some people sleep, but they don't sleep. And that kind of sleep is even worrisome. You wish that the day will break because sleep isn't coming. God is not condemning hard work here, people of God. Neither is he saying that we should not be astute about our endeavors. Getting up early and sometimes sleeping you no know, late and doing what you ought to do. But he wants us to involve him even in that process. It is vain for you to rise up early to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrows. That is even worse. Where all your efforts yields nothing. Do you know bread of sorrows? It's like kinky with red hot pepper with no fish. It's bread of sorrows. Where you finish eating and then you, you, you start draining, something is dripping out of your nostrils. You know, it's bread of sorrows. When you hear red. Look at the next line. It says, for so. Oh, me, 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 oh, you're wonderful. You see, nyame means, unyana no amen. That's why we call it nyame. Unyana no amen. No amen. For so he gives his beloved sleep. Somebody say amen. Do you see something here? God calls me beloved. Say, I am the beloved of the Lord. Do you believe that? That is what distinguishes us from the rest of the world. God's beloved. Such that you can have you, you can have a certain chat with God like Abraham. Look at, God calls him friend. God told him that I have made you the father of many nations. And then Abraham had the, you know, I won't call it the guts. As a friend, he spoke to God. But you see, I am childless. And there is, and God actually went on to tell him, don't worry, you come out and come and count the stars in the, in the sky. If you can count, then you can count your descendants. So shall your descendants be. There was a rapport. There was an interaction. That is how God would want us to relate with him. Don't go to God quaking with fear as if he's ready to knock your head and make you feel like you don't belong. That's not our God. 
you are God's beloved. Hallelujah. I said, you are God's beloved. And you must relate with God with that mentality. I am his beloved. There's a song like that. It's from the song of Solomon. I am my beloved and he is mine. And his banner over me is love. God's covering over us is love. He covers us with his love. I am his beloved. See, the many things we put on our head and our heart, on our mind. Sometimes when God looks at us, he is wondering, do you know that you are not an orphan? Why are you carrying so much care and so much worry as though he will not make good his promise? Bible says faithful is he who calleth thee, who has called you, and he will also do it. Not you doing it. He will do it. And trust him that he will. Why? Because you are his beloved. He cares about you. First Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. It is vain for you to rise up early to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrows for so for that reason he gives his beloved sleep that word so means that in that sense for that reason so he's saying that it's not about toil, toil, toil labor, there are people who have labored have acquired wealth somebody told me about his property that was acquired by somebody this is Many, many bedroom house. I won't mention so that you will not begin to figure out. Many, many bedroom house. In the teens. Bedroom house. But he used it as a collateral. And he could not pay. So another person had to buy the house for the bank so that they would pay off his debt. But the person who bought the house apparently had bought all the houses in that neighborhood. But today, as we're talking, that person is in the grave. When they chased this owner of the house out of the house. It was his birthday. They chased him out of the house. And the one who bought the house was making mockery. You don't worry, God will take care of you. You, you leave. As I'm talking, the person is also in the grave. Oh God, have mercy on us. Are you there, people of God? So it's not about I toil, I work, I get this, I get that, I get that. And then you can't even sleep. Some people have become watchmen over their own houses. They have all the wealth, but in the night, they can't sleep. Who is there? Who is there? Who is there? Who is there? I heard some noise. Who is there? And so, instead of sleeping, you have become a watchman over your own house. But when God is your source, see, even when you have not eaten anything, you just know that this God or check that's why we call him Ochesunyame. Did you hear that your friend is saying Ochesunyame? Have you seen a bird in the night crying that today I didn't get food to eat? He will feed everybody if we can learn to take God one day at a time and trust him for his supernatural provision. He will take care of you. But the problem is that we don't do that. We want to do it by ourselves. So we start carrying the load. Tomorrow's load, you are carrying it today. Tomorrow's worry, you are carrying it today. Bible says sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Meaning that today's evil is enough for today. 
What about if tomorrow Jesus Christ decides to come for his own? So that tomorrow, postpone it and leave it in the house of God. That is not to say you will not plan for tomorrow. In your plan, in the execution of the plan, remember God must be seen as my father. Father means source. And you are his beloved. He gives his beloved sleep. So that when you are going to sleep, it's not now that you are going to look for him. And then you are now checking. And a lot of God's people have never found rest in God. Can I tell you 2024? I'm jumping ahead. It's a year of rest and contentment. You have no idea. 2024 is what? Year of rest and contentment. 2022 is a year of greater glory. 2023, I'll tell you. Hallelujah. Oh, but it's in the Bible. 2023, what will happen is in the Bible. It's not different from what the Bible days have gone through. Glory be to God. So, I can see that the next three years, as far as individuals connected to this ministry is concerned, by the time we hit 2024, mark my words, if Jesus tarries, and he can choose to intercept his program, I hope you know that, he can give a program and intercept it by coming for his own, because when he comes for us, he will now do it in a better way, in a more glorifying way, glorified way. So, he has given the program, but he can choose to intercept it at any given time. And we must get ready because he is coming back anyway. But if Jesus tarries and you and I live to see 2024, you will be amazed. This is our fourth year. But the next three years, God is ushering us into greater glory. Then we will, we will leap over 2023 and then we will enter the realm of rest and contentment. I'm prophesying three years ahead. And please mark my words because what I'm saying, I'm not saying by myself. I'm seeing and I'm saying it. That's all. I'm only a messenger. For so he gives, God gives his beloved sleep. So please, when you sleep, in case you don't have, some people depend on, you know, sleeping tablets. This is the best sleeping tablet. Yesterday we saw it in Proverbs 4, verse 20 through 22. He said, my son, attend to my words. Incline your, your ears to my sayings. Fix your eyes on them. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them. This is one of the scriptures we have found. God's word. He calls it day. That is the rima you find, okay? They are alive. Every rima, rima is the spoken word of God. The written word of God can become God's spoken word to you. God's word you find, they are alive to those who find them. God's word is not there as life for everybody. Though we are his children, you've got to find it. And that's one of the things we have found today. They are alive to those who find them and medicine. The Hebrew word is mapei, translated as health in the King James Bible, but it's actually translated medicine to all their flesh. I got a good medicine, hallelujah, with no side effect whatsoever, no toxicity, no excess dosage. It's good for health. 
My, oh my, my, my. This word is eternal. Thank God the same word will judge us one day. So when you go before God and you think that you are going to complain, God, why didn't you give me sleep? God said, but I told you that he gives his beloved sleep. Why didn't you take him by his word? That is the way to act with God. You take him by his word. He gives his beloved sleep. So as you're going to sleep, listen, don't copy me, but me, if I'm going to sleep. I don't even remember saying that, oh God, no, 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 I don't do that. I just lie down and sleep. And that's all. I just know that he gives his beloved sleep. So, I, don't complain me, oh, because I do the same thing with food. I told you yesterday, I said that, I, I mean, I, God, I, no, 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 I don't do that. There's a certain mentality. And I pray that we'll come to that mentality. There's a certain mindset I have. I just know that this bread I'm eating is blessed. And my water is blessed. So, I take it and I drink it. Sometimes, I know a friend of mine, she will be like, ah, but, ah, but you have to, everything. She even said something. She said that when you get this dress, you have to pray over it for seven days. I say, hey. I don't do that. You give me the dress, I take it and I wear it. Period. I live and I breathe with no sweat whatsoever. Hallelujah. God gives his beloved sleep. You see, we sweat and, and work ourselves out for nothing because we are careful for everything. Worried about everything. You've forgotten you are God's beloved. Say, I am his beloved. And God gives his beloved sleep. So I'm not saying copy me, but that's my style. I, if, I, if I lie down, all I just know is that he is in my thoughts, he is in my heart, and I sleep. And I'll sleep. And there's no devil hatched out of hell that would dare appear in my dream. Oh, you won't even dare it. Because I have a certain mentality that in him I live, in him I move, in him I have my being. I have a certain mentality that my life is hidden with Christ in God. So where is that devil appearing from to come and harass me in my dream? I will sleep. Do you know the secret? The secret is the next scripture I'm going to show you. Psalm 119, verse 65. Psalm 119. How do we ensure we find sleep? Can you reactivate the keyboard play? Psalm 119, verse 165. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 119, verse 165. What is there? He says, Great peace. Hey, there's peace and there's great peace. May you receive great peace today. Multiplied peace, multiplied joy. Great peace have those who love your law. The new King James says, and nothing causes them to stumble. The King James says, and nothing shall offend them, or nothing offends them. Something like that. Nothing. The King James. Let me see what I can get the King James here. Psalm 119, verse 165. Oh, to me, I think in Araya. I feel like singing today. Don't worry. Psalm 119 verse 165 from the King James. He says, Great peace have they which love thy law and nothing. How many things? Nothing. Nothing. When God says nothing, he means nothing shall offend them. 
meaning that nothing shall agitate them, nothing shall move them, nothing shall shake them, nothing shall drown them, nothing. When God says nothing, he means nothing. No wonder he says be careful for nothing. Because nothing shall offend those who love his law. Somebody says, but he's talking about law. Do you know James, Apostle James, calls the word of God. James 1 verse 25, he calls it the perfect law of liberty. Someone says the perfect law of liberty. I hope you know there are laws in this world, even in this country, there are laws. Parliament is even trying to promulgate a law. And they have to introduce it, form a committee, will bring it back for debate, and within a matter of weeks or months, by the close of the year, they want to promulgate a law. Some of the laws are restrictive. Some of the laws are regulatory. Some of the laws can, can hinder your initiative, can actually, you know, stifle your initiative. Some of the laws can keep you in bondage. But the, the word of God is called the perfect there's no perfect law anywhere in this world. But this one is the perfect law of liberty, not of bondage. No wonder in Galatians 5, Apostle Paul says that, Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free, and do not be entangled again in any yoke of bondage. In other words, don't take advantage of your liberty to misbehave, but use it to make progress in life and progress for others. The word we have is called the perfect law of liberty. I like it. I believe James got it from Psalm 19 verse 7. Psalm 19 verse 7 says, The law of the law is perfect, converting the soul. Listen, the human problem is in the soul. In case you don't know, the human problem is where? It's in the soul. The human problem is in the soul. So when they are trying to promulgate a law to restrict man, until man's soul is converted, they will still hide and do it anyway. Am I communicating? What people need to live the life about the law, which Galatians 5 tells us. He says, against those who have the fruit of the Spirit, there's no law. Do you know why? Because we, we, the word of God will convert your soul and make you think right, talk right, so you do right. So you don't need any law. But when a law is promulgated, that this law says, don't do this. Meanwhile, the person's soul is, is corrupted. He wants to do it, but the law says, don't do it. He will hide and do it. So what the world needs is Jesus. Hallelujah. What the world needs is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, that the nations will hear the word of God. And will now get back to the altar of the universe. The one who created the heavens and the earth. How can we promulgate laws without reference to the, 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 the law of laws? The perfect law of liberty. See what we are doing. And we are going to spend money to sit in committees pay some committee members just to promulgate a law that cannot convert a soul. But to just put restriction. Don't do this. Don't do this. Life in Christ is not do's and don'ts. It's a perfect law. You are liberated in the inner man when you're born again. So you do right because you have become the righteousness of God in him. So you do right. You think right. You talk right. Oh, that the world will come to Jesus. Listen, can we, can we win the world for Jesus? Because if we don't, we will arrive in heaven and realize that, oh, 
see how they are perishing and forever those who have gone to hell and those who end up in hell forever they will become a monument in the world to come whilst we are in our city okay and the natural people are also living in the rest of the earth there is a monument that will be set up filled with you have no idea the kind of creatures that will be there from the antichrist who will be the first to go there before even Satan, think about it. And his false prophet, the second to go there before the thousand year reign. And then all the wicked dead, everybody who died without Jesus will find himself there. Hmm. Then, as if that's not enough, Satan will also be cast there. Then, death will also be cast there. Death, who is killing people, will also be cast there. Hell, who is accommodating people now as a cell will also be cast there. So you can imagine and forever is a monument that we will go and see and say, oh so it does not pay to live without Jesus. Listen, that is when you realize that it does not even pay to have hurt and bitterness against somebody who is against you because it is forever. It is called the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels unfortunately some human beings are already destined there because they are already in the cell, hell. And from hell, after, after the white throne judgment, they will be cast there. And then everybody whose name is not found in the book of life will also be cast there. Meanwhile, they might have gotten everything in this world though, whilst here. Yet they don't have this peace we are talking about. Great peace have they who love the beloved of the Lord will always love his law. What proves that you are the beloved of the Lord? It is when you love his law above everything else. David said, I have cherished your word above my necessary food. When your meditation is God's word, when they are saying that this thing, even those who are fully vaccinated, they are getting infected. And then they give the explanation that the explanation is that the fact that you are vaccinated does not mean that you will not be infected. Mm. So then, what is the point? I ask the question, what is the point? The point is that there is something that therefore becomes a shield about us. That gives you supernatural immunity. Said that whether vaccinated or not, you are immune and shielded. And I'm not against vaccination. I hope you know that. I've said it before. I'm not against it. However, you see, man is making effort, but the effort of man is not yielding the desired results. Yet we spend the millions of dollars on all these things. Whereas we can use these same millions of dollars to extend the gospel to the ends of the earth. A day is coming, I'm prophesying. We have so much money. Listen, we have so much money that we will literally buy all the airways and the television. We will have it, I'm telling you. And then all we're doing is just telling the good news of Jesus. Whether you like it or not, every television station you switch on to, it will be the gospel. Mark my words, it's coming. It's coming. I'm seeing it and I'm calling it forth. And it will show forth. Whether they like it or not, we're going to have so much money. Money is for the sponsorship of the gospel, period. When you don't know the value of money, money will be a bad master, whereas money is a good servant. So money can manipulate people. And money has manipulated people. And when finally it kills you, you realize that, oh, instead of me becoming a master over money, I made money my master. That's why money bullied me. 
Money is like the human body. The human body, when given authority, can lead you astray. Yeah, the human body. Paul said, I put my body under. When you don't learn to put your body under this body, hey, with its fleshly desires, will give you ideas, and you too, you are following it. And when you have consummated it, the Bible says, it will leave it will lead to sin. And when sin is finished, it will lead to what? Death. I'm talking to somebody today from the depths of my heart. Great peace have they who love the law of the Lord, the perfect law of liberty, and nothing. God says nothing, and it means nothing shall offend them. So if there are things that are offending you, sometimes people are even offending you, Situations are offending you. Everything you are irritated, everything you are agitated, everything you are anxious, everything you are. Hey, they say that uh, even those who are fully vaccinated, they are even getting infected. How about some of us? And everything is just killing your, your, your faith. Where is your faith? Where? You don't, you don't know this God that He is your beloved? And you are His beloved? And you can trust Him. Bible says, for thou, O Lord, art the shield about me, my glory, and the lifter up of my head. He's a shield. Yesterday, something happened. My car, you see, sometimes, can you imagine, you are sitting comfortably, and then trouble, you didn't go and look for trouble, trouble just come and look for you. My car was comfortably parked in front of a house. It had not offended anybody. Then, for some strange reason, somebody was slowing. Me, I didn't even know what happened, but they described it. Slowing in a traffic or whatever. So another person wanted to overtake him and they attempt to overtake him. Then the vehicle that was overtaking now released some huge stone. All I heard was boom! So I came out thinking that, ah, something had hit this vehicle. When I came, the stone that was released went under the car. Then I asked myself, so, assuming it hits the side, what am I trouble, keke? So, I have to go and do straightening because the person sped off. He didn't even stop. After overtaking, doing that trouble, he sped off. So, you give me trouble by hitting my vehicle. I'm going to do straightening, do spraying, and then that's cost and waste of time and energy. But quickly, I just told myself, there must be an angel. Whilst I'm sitting there, there must have been an angel because the way this stone flew in the air, it should have hit even the glass. It was in the air. It didn't hit the side. It just went under the car. There must have been an angel who blocked it and said, Oh, yeah, go there and stop misbehaving. Listen, he takes care of us and takes care of even our property. So please, when you sleep, I like the answer. Oh, you got it. You got it. You got it. When you sleep, sleep. Some people have knowledge of, oh, as for my hometown, this is the time that they start operating the witchcraft also. Let me stand and bind, please. I'm not against you know I do midnight prayer crew. And we'll be resuming by the grace of God before the close of the year. But if you have to sleep, sleep. God gives his beloved sleep. And I'm prophesying to anybody who has to depend on some sort of medication. I'm not even against the medication. No. I'm, I'm against the fact that you have to spend your hard-earned salary to be buying this medication just to give you sleep. From today, I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ that agenda has stopped and ceased forever. For he gives his beloved sleep. And I prophesy 
that you will begin to find rest in your soul the rest and the contentment that God is giving us in the next three years you will find it now in the name of Jesus Christ and you will rest your soul my soul has found a resting place not in device nor creed I trust the holy the, I trust what just stop this let's play yeah. my soul has found a resting place not in device nor creed I trust the ever-living one. His wound for me shall plead. I need no other argument. I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for one more time, I need no other. I, I need, need no other argument. Oh, I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me. God says to me to tell somebody who is offended by another person, please let the person, leave the person from your heart leave. Just, why are you worried? Why are you agitating? Why are you thinking about this person is a burden and a torn in my flesh? If he says he doesn't want you, it means you also don't want him. The only person we cannot do without is the man who said in John 15 verse 5, without me, you can do nothing. So leave. Don't let anything offend you. Look at Jesus. And I'm ending my message with that. Look at Jesus. In the midst of storm, raging storm, at least the water entering the boat should have given a certain sense that something is wrong somewhere. But the man was sleeping on a pillow in the midst of storms. Can't we learn from our master Jesus? Learn to sleep on a pillow in the midst of storms. In Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7, it says, Be careful for nothing. Nothing shall offend you because he doesn't want you to be careful. To be careful means to be full of care, full of worry. The word careful is also translated worried. Be worried for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. That's another word. Anxious about what you eat. Anxious about what you wear. Anxious as I haven't had any bed. Crying and said that today I didn't get food to eat. Oh, God has not been fair to me. No. If he cares for the bears of the air and cares for the lily in the valley, will he not clothe you, oh ye of little faith? He will do it. Can you stand to your feet? He will do it. Be careful for nothing, but in everything. In how many things? by prayer. You see, prayer has been wrongly practiced by some people we have learned prayer from. So we think that prayer is only an opportunity to go and complain. That is why in Europe, most Europeans believe that those of us who go to church, we are wasting our time because, you know, everything is you know, God I need this, God I need this, God I need this. So they think that they have everything so they don't need God. Prayer is not about going to ask God for things. It's a relationship. In our communion with God, he fills us with his peace. He said by prayer and supplication with 
thanksgiving. And I've taught on this. I said that punctuate. That with thanksgiving means punctuate your prayer with thanksgiving. How do you do it? Instead of saying, God, give me, give me, give me. Father, I thank you. That's not what you're saying. God, why me? Why me? Why me? God, you're wallow, you're wallow, you're wallow. God, you're delaying, you know. When I hear those kind of things, and sometimes some people practice in the church, I say, what? You don't know your God. For the people who know their God, they shall be strong. And they do exploits. It's not that kind of prayer God is requesting for. He's saying that, come to me with the knowledge and the understanding that it is already done. He's already provided. Stop the keyboard. Let's sing this song. He's already provided. He's already provided. Everything you need is already provided. Every promise you can take just ask it in his name. Just ask it in his name. Everything you need is already provided. Do you believe it? What you are anxious about is there for you. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Sorry, don't say that God you have left me he has not left you you have left him he says I will never leave you nor forsake you so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper what shall man do to me I will not fear what man shall do to me I will not fear in case you are afraid of tomorrow peace in your heart today let the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, let it garrison your heart and your mind. Amen. To Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. Verse 7 says, and the peace of God. Great peace have they who love thy law and nothing shall offend them. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. A bro adjoining Tiasiaso. It surpasses. Just say, Oh, Jim, I want Tiasina. A brand here in the midst of the trouble, he's still sleeping. You tell them, I got peace in my heart. The peace of God. The world doesn't have this kind of peace. Jesus said, Peace, I live with you. My peace, I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I to you. The world doesn't give this peace. That is why we can reach them with the world, I mean, with the word of God. We can reach them. They may seem to be flamboyant and, you know, enjoying, but they know that they are empty on the inside. There's a vacuum in the soul of every man who doesn't have Jesus. But we got the good news of Jesus. We've got to tell this story and save a soul who should not perish. Can you lift your voice and begin to thank God and appreciate him? Thank Let your Jesus. prayer be filled with thanksgiving. Father, I thank you that you have blessed me with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. I thank you that you have given unto me all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge 
mind of him who has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these promises we have become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. We have escaped. My soul is escaped as a bed out of the snare of the foulest, for the snare is broken and I am escaped. My help is in the name of the Lord who made the heavens and the earth, for the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run up into it and they are saved. For some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the living God. We trust in his name, the name that is above every name. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, of things in the earth, of things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What a privilege we have in you, Lord, that we can bring everything to you in prayer. What a communion, what a fellowship, what an honor, what an elevation that you have translated us from the kingdom of darkness into your marvelous light. We trust in you, Lord. We trust in you, Lord. We can see the end. Our end indeed is your glory, and we can see your glory on our lives. We can see you giving us beauty, beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We thank you that it, shall, it has come to pass today. The burdens are lifted and yokes are destroyed, and the yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. Ha, 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 ha. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we worship you. We honor you, O God. Thank you for the host of angels that you send amongst us. For the angel of the Lord and come run about them that fears him and deliver them. We are delivered from trouble. We are delivered from trouble. Ah, for upon Mount Zion there is deliverance and there is holiness. And the house of Jacob possess their possessions. We possess our possessions. We are blessed. And there is nothing that can do about it. Father, we love you. Father, we worship you. Father, we adore you. Father, we glorify you. You are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of all honor. We thank you, the Lord, you give your beloved sleep. You have given us the source of rest because you are the, the source of rest. You have given us peace in our heart, peace in our mind. Oh, we are blessed. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we honor you. Hallowed be your name, O God. Hallowed be your name, O God. Hallowed be your name, O God. For who is like our God? And who can compare to you, God? From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Ah, from glory to glory, you are changing us. We all with unveiled face, beholding us in the mirror, the glory of the Lord. Are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we love you. Lord, we worship you. You are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our honor. Hallowed be thy name, O God. Hallowed be thy name, O God. Hallowed be thy name, O God. Hallowed be thy name. In the name 
name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whose we are and whom we serve, for some trust in chariots and some in horses, some in your bank accounts, some in your investments, but we trust the name Jesus. We trust the name that name that has no fail, that name that does wonders, that name that does miracles. We thank you for miracles, signs and wonders. Thank you for our translation. Thank you for our glorification. Thank you, Lord, that you have translated us from death to life, from the kingdom of darkness into your marvelous light. In your light, we see light. You have called us out of darkness to show forth the praises of him who has called us. Ah, the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We have become a marvel because we live in your marvelous light. We have become a wonder because we live in your wonderful light. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we honor you. Blessed be our God. Blessed be the King of Kings. You are worthy, your God.